I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. everybody and welcome to our doing it live episode of the fangirl radio show i am your host jessica dwyer and tonight we have a special guest fangirl with us by the name of sarah park you can say hi hi (laughs) (laughs) don't be afraid they won't bite much and they'll do it if you ask nicely so you know um so in this and with me also is uh ren willux hello and as always the lovely amanda Hello. So tonight's episode, not only is it special because we're once more again doing it live, but we're going to be dishing on the doctor. Um, this is our Doctor Who episode, and we've got a couple of special things going on. First, um, Firstly, we're going to have with us um, artist Matthew Dow Smith, who is um, working on the uh, Doctor Who comic books currently. And then also, we were going to be giving a, doing a giveaway with Her Universe. And um, in that giveaway, we're going to be giving out uh, two of their Doctor Who-themed T-shirts. Uh, they're beautiful. If you go to HerUniverse.com, you can check them out. But um, later on in the show, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So just keep your ears open for that. Um, but as always, before and now we start... I'm sad that I'm a guest. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I, I've, I, I'm too, because they actually are one of the few sites out there that do uh, genre t-shirts for women that um, actually have plus sizes in girl cut, mm-hmm. which, which is hard to find um, if you're out there looking. Typically, they only go up to extra large, and they're small at that. And um, her universe actually offers the, um, it's actually the uh, Vincent Van Gogh um, TARDIS Starry Starry Night um, design look uh, with the TARDIS exploding and it's on a t-shirt and it goes up to, I believe, 2XL to 3XL in the girl cut. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but before we get into dishing on the doctor, because, you know, Boys the last can call too, right? Boys can win this shirt too right well boys can but the site is actually all women's clothing ah yeah that's worth saying right so it is all i believe women's clothing um but the uh the two t-shirts are the doctor who line that they premiered actually at comic-con last month and uh pretty excited about this i got to see those they're They're really really nice they are pretty um, so, um, before we get into dishing on the doctor, I wanted to give Sarah a moment to introduce herself, because I think we may be bringing you back a couple of times. Sweet. Um, well, well, I'm a writer. I write freelance um, right now, you know, as most writers are prone to say. Um, I, uh, I'm a mom, and I'm a nerd mom, and um I volunteer for the comic book legal defense fund. So that's how a lot of people in the geek realm know me. Yay. And I really like nerdy things and girl, big fan girl. So what is, who would you consider your, since this is going to be the doctor who episode, who, what did you consider is your favorite doctor? Oh, geez. That's a really tough question, but, um, you know, I am going to have to say David Tennant, so Tenth Doctor is my favorite. I like you. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just love that man. I just absolutely adore him. So, Agreed. 
I, I think that's a pretty good, uh, a pretty uh, general uh, consensus here on Fangirl Radio is that David Tennant is pretty much the best. Yeah, but um, I do, I do really love the way Matt Smith has been playing the Doctor, though. So I think he's doing a great job. And if anybody else had played the Doctor after David Tennant, they would have had a much harder time of it. Well, and I think that they kind of, at the beginning, it felt like they were trying to make Matt Smith into David Tennant. Um, And I think that they got around that really quickly. They figured out, no, we can't do that. That's just not going to work. Because it seemed like they were trying to really make him act like David Tennant with the whole saving, you know, being on top of a hospital and telling the aliens to go away. I I really felt like... Yeah, but I did... I think that that first episode, though, is really well written as far as, you know, transitioning. It was a really difficult transition for a lot of fans of The Doctor because of... Oh, yeah. Because of those heart-wrenching, you know, stuff. And, you know, David Tennant, right before he dies, gives a speech about how he doesn't want to die. And then he did. So, you know, it's like... Uh, it's like, oh, my God. And you're making me have flashbacks. I don't want to think of it. So, like... They had this, like, insurmountable task that they, like, put upon themselves. And I think that it was, I I think that they really did a really beautiful job with that first episode. I, and but, I did like how they set up how deep the, uh, you know, you could see the relationship between him and Amy in that one and how, how important that was going to be. They really, that's props to Stephen Moffat, though. I mean, they really oh, did. Yeah. He did a great job. Fish fingers that. and custard. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I wonder how many people actually tried that after. I'm sure there's quite a few. I uh, yeah, Twitter uh, a lot. Uh, uh, oh, I uh, would do that. Why? If you were pregnant, maybe, but no, no. <laughs> but before we, uh, we divulge into the world of the doctor, because I know we're going to, if we keep talking, we'll never stop. I really did want to get a couple of things out of the way for Week and Geek, because this is probably the last time after the, the, the just dumping of poop uh, that was the True Blood finale. Um, this is probably the last time Amanda and I are going to ever talk about True Blood. <laughs> Well, I'm going to admit that uh, I'll watch it next season, but my shift for watching it is, like, not even what it was when I first started. Like, now I watch it because I like to see the comic value of it and how, like, utterly stupid it is. It's more like an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Do you understand what I mean? I don't. It's it's not even Big Bang. I mean, it's not as good. It's not as good, but it's comic. Comedy is for comedy is sake is great, but this is just bad. And in the thing that I mean, I actually had outright anger at the ending of this season. I mean, I I, I told you Pam and and Tara oh, yeah. were going to happen, and that happened completely. And I actually, if you guys want to go on the website on uh, fangirlmag.com, I wrote a uh, my my reaction to the finale, and. Basically, I, I numbered what was wrong with this season and, and how just horrible they've, horribly they've screwed it all up. But the, the big thing for me that just pissed me off was how they killed off Russell. Yeah, like the way he died. I, I didn't want him to die in the first place, but the way he died was just so stupid. And anticlimactic. Yeah, I mean, and, he was and, like the thing that kept the whole thing going. Him and him right. and what's his face? You know who I'm talking about? Yes, uh, either Chris Maloney, who they also killed off stupidly, and then uh, Steve Newland too yeah, was. Him. But that whole thing was wasted too. The whole everything was just a complete and utter waste. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it just made no sense. It was so out of character. Everyone was out of character. I, and the fairies. Yeah. The fairy thing was just atrocious. It really was. And and obnoxious, too. That whole birthing thing was just obnoxious. And so, yeah, I mean, it just, I've never seen a, a show diverge from what it could have been and what it should have been to what it turned into. I agree. And it, yeah. And and, and and only four seasons it managed. Season one was good. It was dark. There was funny bits, but it was mainly dark. It went from, it just went straight downhill. And the thing that I 
just also irritates me, and it's wasteful from the previous seasons, was Franklin. Franklin was a great character. He was he was both funny and scary and 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 unnerving, and his whole thing with Tara. She didn't want to be a vampire. Oh no no oh no! And now they they kill off a great character, and then mm-hmm. they make her a vampire anyway. Well, the whole the the I like I was hoping that guy would stay in there. You know what I mean? Because I mean I was hoping he'd kill off kill off um, Tara because I don't like Tara. I don't like her attitude. I don't like no any one part does. of her, and she completely ha- has ruined Pam for me. When they when they started kissing, like I'm here to free you. The, you know, she said the B word. I can't say the B word. Um, and they kissed. I was like verbally yelling at my television. I ver- I, I get verbal, and I start yelling <laughs> profanity at my television. And I started. I even threw something. I think it was a book or something. I threw, and I was like, "No! What are you doing? Stop!" I was doing that. It was crazy. And then and then Bill, remember you you said that Lilith is like the tampon vampire, the head tampon, the goddess tampon. Yeah. Now he's like the big tampon, and I'm like, "No!" At first, I was affected because I thought he was going to die. He blew up and died or whatever. And I was like, no. But then he turned into the tampon. I was like, no, because I was stupid, too. You know? I mean, his butt looks good all bloody or whatever. I mean, that's kind of gross, but. I, I have to I have to explain for Sarah, Sarah, before you wonder what the hell we're talking about. I have never, I've never watched this show. I will admit that. I have never seen True Blood, but now I'm going to, like, watch it. Just Don't. because I expect somebody to turn into a giant tampon. Ah. <laughs> That's a big selling point for me. Sarah, oh I've God. never seen a single episode of it either, but I've been subjected to listening to their synopses for months now, and I am determined to never watch this show. <laughs> That's funny. No, the, the reason we call him that was because I the, he, they show up, the, the goddess Lilith shows up completely naked, of course. And by the way, you see so much full frontal female nudity in this show but you never see a dude we saw one well yeah a he dinner was guy. down on a table and it was dinner yeah and that was it but and that was one time in this show you see so many you know it's it's such a double standard anyway always been every, that way every time you see her she's completely naked and just drenched in blood just covered in it like even chunky dried blood even you know yeah it's disgusting it looks like Mm, a mixture of clay and blood and 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 so now bill has absorbed her powers with his super absorbentness (laughs) with wings and and so now he's the big dried clump of clay blood covered tampons Wow, yeah. I I was really expecting it to be a metaphor, not a not a literal. No, trend. he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but you, you really, literally, there are giant human tampons. They look like it, yeah. yeah. Well, the way his body absorbed the blood back up, I, I would say, you know, always you're missing out a great opportunity for some product placement. Exactly, like because see what happens is they explode into like. Usually they explode into, into chunky blood parts and stuff like that. But this time, he just exploded into a puddle of blood. And then he just slowly rose out of the puddle of blood. I don't yeah. know if that Tampax advertisement would work. Usually when they say put a vampire bl- between your legs, they mean something else. <laughs> oh, my God. Good point. Good point. I still, you know, they do say that sex sells. So maybe it sells tampons. Ugh. Not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say (laughs) what I'm thinking about with the Fifty Shades of Grey scene I read about. No. 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 Don't go there. (laughs) No. No more of that book ever. Ever. God no. So, with that being said, I think we've said all we can say about True Blood. I'm. I'm sorry, Eric's chest and Eric's ass, but I will never see you. I may see you again. I may see you again just because I want to see. I want to see if this really all was Alan Ball's fault. Yeah, I, I, you know you're going to watch it just to, to, to test out the new guy. You're going to be like, well, I'm going to give it a couple episode chance. Well, you for know? God's sake, it can't get worse. Yeah. I mean, can it? Really? I'm just what curious they how they're going to like get resolve like, all of this. Yeah, like the, the four babies with the, the mom. I could care the, about that. The stupid fairy mom dumping her babies off on dude over there. and Ugh. 
Yeah. And don't do it, Jay. Don't this do it. This just sounds awful. It I is. Just, You've know, been saying all over Facebook that you're done. Do you bad. know how many people on Facebook are going to be all over you if you watch this? I she's going to watch it. You know she's going to watch it. She can't help herself. She's got to see how they <sighs> how they do it, like what they're going to do about this. Cause you this know is, what? I may wait and just wait for like five episodes until they uh, someone tells me, yeah, it got better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... With that being said, let's move on to better things, which is the fact that this weekend, the three-day weekend that we have here in the States for Labor Day, um, The Avengers is returning back to theaters. Are you kidding? How did I not know this? Ah! <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to go see it like five more times. So it <laughs> made my whole weekend. <laughs> so, the, so The Avengers is back in theaters this weekend. Um, it is not oh. the director's cut, sadly. But it's Aww. the regular, um, regular Avengers. They've uh, 1,700 theaters across the country are going to be playing it, and uh, so you get a chance to worship Loki yes. as he is meant to be worshipped. Um, is, is it playing in town, Jay? I believe so. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is at VRC um, here in Eugene, Oregon. Um, but yeah, uh, Avengers is back in theaters, and then next month. Um, of course, it hits DVD. So I think they're doing their last final push to try and um, bank more money to get into the second place of highest grossing film of all time. Um, but yeah, so Avengers back in theaters. Uh, the other big news uh, for this week, at least to me, I don't know um, if anyone else was uh, excited about this, but uh, Hugh Laurie had left... Um, he had to leave the, the RoboCop remake. He was going to play the main bad guy, which, God, Hugh Laurie is a villain. Always has to happen. Um, but sadly, no, it didn't in this Delicious. case. Oh, oh. Um, so, and instead, they were talking about Clive Owen taking over. But to everyone's surprise, I think, at least to me, Michael Keaton has nice. stepped in to be the head of OCP. And the main villain in the new RoboCop. Nice. And I find it funny that a lot of people probably are like reacting to this or will probably react to this the same way they did when he was cast as Batman, which is Michael Keaton is a bad guy. Michael Keaton's Batman. He can't be Batman. He's he's a comedian. He's Mr. Mom. What the hell? Um, but I, I uh, as I said on Fangirl... Check out two movies that he did, um, and one of them is called Pacific Heights, and uh, he plays a psychopath. And this, it's funny, because Pacific Heights he did right after he did Batman, just to kind of like pull himself from that, you know, I'm a hero guy. He plays a psychopath that, um, that, uh, like, takes over this apartment and like almost kills the two uh the couple that are his landlords and they can't get rid of him because he knows how to play the system and this whole thing so um um that's a great flick for anyone that's uh doubtful that he can do this and then the uh the other one he did is called desperate measures and um he plays a i think he's a serial killer in that one and uh he's just intense and built Michael Keaton has always freaked me the heck out. So I, it's Why? not a stretch for me. I don't, he has the weird eyes. It's his eyes. It's, oh, they're beautiful. You know, but they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have had that same reaction because I, I saw, I saw Beetlejuice pretty young and that, and he, he was pretty creepy. I didn't like the crustiness, I but think, the the one that sold me that over was Multiplicity. I, I thought he was fantastic in Multiplicity. That movie made me laugh so hard. Did you guys see that one? <laughs> I mean, I love Michael Keaton, but he's still scary. Scary No, I see Multiplicity. It, uh, uh, when you see him shaving his own tongue, you'll never look at him in the same way. <laughs> see, that does not convince me that he won't be scary. There's no razor. <laughs> There's no razor, sorry, meant to say. It's the dumb clone, so they took the blades out. and You have to watch it, it's fantastic. That's hilarious. Now, I, I, I think I, think I, think I my, have seen that a long time ago. But. I, I think he's got, like, the best lips in the world. I, I'm sorry, his lips, like, compensate for any kind of creepiness at all. I, it's, it's just how my... But I'm he's got a dog... like, so much creepy scary as just scary scary. Oh, I like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know you do, Jessica. I do. I'm sorry. We all know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I like the creepy. Um, but I'm excited about this because I, I, I mean the the it's not a downgrade at all to in my eyes to this movie. I think he's going to be amazing, and just the cast with um with Gary Oldman still in it, with the guy that um, is playing RoboCop who was in The Killing. Yeah, I know Gary Oldman, and he's one of the scientists. So that's going to be awesome. I love that man. I do, too. He can do no wrong. I mean, even in the bad <laughs> movies, he's good. He makes up for exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, my God. I went and saw, what was that one with, with like, Amanda Siegfried? The... Oh, oh, Red Riding Hood. Yeah, because he was... <laughs> I and saw he that was in theaters, awesome. and it was the worst. It was the worst movie. The worst. And I, I feel awful for spending so much money to go see it, but Gary Oldman was in it. And in, in, in like a burgundy velvet frock coat for most of it, which is always right. good. Hey, was there yeah. a top hat? Exactly. There was no top hat, but mm. there was That's weapons. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah. good. I don't know. It was I can't, free I can't top hat. It. But post faux hawk. Ah. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because that's historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And true. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I, I think they've added, I, I think, I want to say Lawrence Fishburne is in this too now. Um, so this movie's got a great cast and a great director. Um, and so I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, so let's go ahead and move to our main subject for the night, which is in fact the man from Gallifrey in the little black box or blue box. Blue. I'm sorry. Blue, blue. Oh. And, and Amanda, there is um, our guest for the night's number. And uh, Matthew, it's not Matt Smith that you think of when you hear the word Matt Smith and Doctor Who. Uh, just to to let everyone know. I tell people, uh, though, when I've hung out with Matthew, I'm like, yeah, I hung out with Doctor Who's Matt Smith this weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, he's an artist. <laughs> they're like oh he acts and he's an artist and then I feel bad about like leading them on like that and I explain myself but not too but bad no, not not too bad well some of them I just let them be dumb about it <laughs> hello hi is this Matt this is Matt hi Matt you are live on the air with the fangirls oh hi <laughs> Hi. Hi, fangirls. I, can I just say, um, there, everything you said about True Blood makes me really not want to watch that show. <laughs> I, I've, never seen, I've never seen an episode, and, and, and listening to you guys talk about it, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to stay. <laughs> that is so gonna... funny. <laughs> it, it's all true. It's all true. I, I'll take your word for it. I um, it, I'm not going to subject myself. It's all true blood, there. even. It's oh, all true blood. No, oh, one's got the puns. That <laughs> is just painful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I have to applaud that one. That was that was good. But um, thank you for coming on the show tonight. We are very That's excited to have you on. Um, you already know Sarah, but I'll introduce... Hi, our Sarah! Hi! Hi! <laughs> but um, I'm Jessica, and... Hi, Jess. uh, Hi, and this is Rin. Hey! Hi! And, and Amanda. Hello! Hello! So, first of all, I want to say I love your artwork in the, in the comic books. It's absolutely... Oh, thank you. You do a great, great job with that. And um, I'm, we're going to ask you a couple of questions here before we really start like picking your brain about Doctor Who and. and <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I, it's uh, my, first my of, one skill is useless Doctor Who information. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> one of mine. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But uh, I wanted to ask you about in in the comic books because of uh, the continuity. How do they work that in? Do they do they actually tell um, the writers and the artists? So this is a, what part in the in the universe this is happening? How do you do well, that with 
so like it, this. It's sort of an interesting, it, it's a very weird thing. And if you hear that squeaking in the background, that's my dog, who has, of course, decided that this is the perfect moment <laughs> to take her squeaky toy <laughs> and roll around with it for a while. No, it is all good. That, let's just ignore that squeaking. Aww. She's a chihuahua. Dogs are she's, smart that way. She's very cute. Aww. It's it's a skill. I don't. I she's uh whatever. Sadie, have fun <laughs> over there. What <clears throat> are you doing? Something important here? Yeah, to get my I, yeah exactly. Um, okay, so wait. You you asked a really good question. Ah, so it's it's actually very interesting. I would try to take the toy away from her, but that will just make it worse. Um, <laughs> I'll still start barking at that point. Trust me, I know. <laughs> so the, the the really funny thing about working on the Doctor Who comic because I've actually written a few of them as well. I've written a couple of short right. stories. Um, so you you basically write up a whole sheet of just sort of random ideas, and you just it's like everything that you've ever wanted to do with a Doctor Who story. And um, they send it to the BBC, and they literally kind of go through and say, you can do that, but you can't do that. Or you could do that, and you can't do that. And they'll never tell you why there are certain things you can't do. (laughs) So you can kind of, if you're paying attention to the stories that they say no to, you can start to see patterns, and you can start to figure out what's coming up. (laughs) Certain characters they don't want you to use. Uh, you know, certain storylines that uh, they want you to stay away from, and how you'd be surprised. How do you know they're not, how do you know they're not looking at that going, oh, we're totally doing that one. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> exactly. uh, because we're comic book writers, and they're much better at this than we are. <laughs> um, that's, I'm sure that's the reason. But it, it really is kind of funny. And um, But, you know, so the BBC, yeah, they work pretty closely with you. I mean, they read all the versions of the scripts. They'll, you know, they'll change, um, they'll ask you to change some of the dialogue if it doesn't sound just right. Um, but, you know, the, the thing, everybody who works on this comic, and, and there's sort of a rotating group of people who've been working on it for IDW, and, and now we have new guys coming in next year, all of us are just obsessed with Doctor Who. So, yeah, I mean, we're really kind of our own sort of... Uh, 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 what, I don't, I'm trying to. Think. We keep continuity. <laughs> we have all the continuity. Your, your own check base. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's it. It does make it a lot easier. And the funny thing, and I'm sure Denton Denton will hate me saying this. Denton Tipton, our our editor on on Doctor Who, he wasn't a Doctor Who fan before he started working on this show, working on the comic. So, uh. so we were the ones saying, you know, Denton, you can't do that because of this. <laughs> There's this one episode. And Tom Baker, and he did this thing. <laughs> so, but now he's he's since become a huge fan of the show, which is nice. We kind of he through his job, he he uh, had to watch it and ended up really liking it. Oddly, I think he also edits True yeah. Blood, the comic as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't have a problem with the True Blood comic books. Okay, those are, those are actually good. I mean. Uh, yeah, the the series. Duh. Not gonna go there. <laughs> okay. Writers, like True Blood writers on the bottom, comic book writers in the middle, and then BBC writers on the top. Is that what we're? They yeah, you know, pretty much. The BBC better will... than the comic book writers, but the comic book writers are better than the True Blood writers. Sure. I'm going to say that publicly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make that man say that about hey, his co I don't write comic books, so I, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's okay. Where you know, God has destroyed his career with True Blood, and he hasn't yeah, even really. touched anything to do with it. Uh, yeah, no. What are you What are you people doing to me? <laughs> there goes my HBO show. Of, <laughs> that isn't it true that all the rest of the comic book writers for... For Doctor Who and True Blood are really great people and really creative you know, and totally smart. And handsome. And, and really handsome. handsome. And I think Anne Nascenti, she's been yes. writing some True Blood stuff. She's beautiful and a wonderful human being. Excellent. And I'm sure her dog would not be chewing on a squeaky toy <laughs> while she was being <laughs> interviewed. He yeah. confirmed all of, our, all of what we already believed. <laughs> exactly. Okay, good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, so, I am here to prop up your beliefs. Excellent. <laughs> so my question, I also have one more question for you, and then uh-huh. I'm going to let, if anyone else has a question for Matt, uh, go for it. Um, but in your dream, because I know you're a fan, in your dream world of if I got to write whatever story I wanted to, 
paired with Matt Smith, since you're currently working on the Matt Smith comics, who would, which doctor would you like to see him paired with any of the previous incarnations? See, this Inclu- is just a complicated version of the who's your favorite doctor question. So, so, somewhat, because I'm including... No, wait, 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 wait. I'm including Peter Cushing in this. Oh, wow. That, that's hardcore nerdiness. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's yeah. pretty stunning. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, it's, it, it's funny. You know, gosh, I'd never, I, I've never thought of that. I mean, I, I have this funny thing with the doctors in that each doctor is sort of better at a different kind of story. There are right. some stories you could do with David Tennant, who I understand you're all rather fond of. <laughs> That I mean, you couldn't do those stories with Matt Smith. So, like, thinking of combining two doctors at once, like, that just makes my head hurt. Um, you know, just like, what kind of story would you do? But I think what, what, I mean, everybody makes a comparison, at least in, you know, the Doctor Who fan circles that I hang out in. They make a comparison between Matt Smith and um, Patrick Troughton. Number two, yeah. Number two, um, which I think is actually kind of fair, Um I won't go too deep into the nerd hole, but you can. This I, is you're, you're in friend, you're with friends right now. You can completely. Okay. Hear that. Yes, we find that incredibly the, sexy. So we do. <laughs> we the, actually the cool, do. We encourage that, especially the, when you use the term nerd hole. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to oh. shut up that part of my brain and keep moving forward. <laughs> so the, I couldn't let that go. Uh, no, I, I understand. Someone I, I, had to I go do. with it. I let them have it. I was thinking And of course, it. I'm thinking while I'm saying nerd hole, I'm like, I probably should come up with a better phrase than nerd hole. That's well, a new well, t-shirt. Just... There will be a t-shirt in the next five minutes. Nerd there you go. It's, it's the beauty of things being live. Embrace it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do my Bill O'Reilly impersonation when I came on, but I didn't want to break any of the audio equipment. <laughs> Do it live! So, I was talking about something incredibly nerdy. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we all talk about, I mean, those, I've been a fan of Doctor Who since I was about seven, six or seven years old. So, we're talking long-time fan. Uh, And I'm not talking about how old I am (laughs) publicly. But anyway. I know how old you are, but I won't Yes, I know. You you know. I won't say anything. But, um, yes. But, so, you know, Doctor Who wouldn't exist without Patrick Troughton, because not only, not for the obvious reason, which is, you know, William Hartnell, the original Doctor, was sick, and they they were they either had to end the show or find some way to replace him, and they came up with this genius way of replacing him, this right. whole regeneration thing. Okay, so that I'll drop that, but the thing that actually, the reason why I actually credit him with it is not that, it's that he's the first guy who was the Doctor the way we know the Doctor. He was funny and, and wacky, and yet at the same time, he had this sort of dark side. And that's what the Doctor is. He's those combination of those two elements. That's what right. makes him interesting as a character. And without that, I don't think, you know, it would be on the air, you know, and it's, uh, next year is the 50th anniversary. I mean, I don't think it would have lasted anywhere near as long as it has without having that kind of dual kind of character. Now, that's the end of the really hardcore nerdy stuff. So if I if I able to do absolutely anything with Doctor Who, there's two things I'd do. If I if it had to be a team up, it would be Matt Smith and it would be Patrick Troughton. And if I could do anything else, I want to do Doctor Who. Uh, there's a Doctor Who H.P. Lovecraft story that I've always wanted to do Ooh. that no one in a million years will ever let me do. <laughs> Is there tentacles? Are are there tentacles? (laughs) There are tentacles. There are tentacles. And there are tentacles coming out of people's, like, stomachs. That's all I'm saying. But, but yeah, no, it's very much in in the, it's very much in the, um, uh, the the mold of the the Agatha Christie uh, episode. Oh, I love that episode. That is a great one. To, to actually, the way they blended, the, the they made it both a space adventure and an Agatha Christie murder mystery at the same time. It's yep. My thing would be very much like that. But again, no one's stupid enough to let me do that. So, it's just a pipe dream. <laughs> no, one's, no one's dumb enough to let Matthew Dow Smith touch anything important. No, <laughs> of course not. No. Well, and, and so, 
you, you should be aware that you're talking to the mistress of things, making things happen by thinking about it. It's true. Ah. Okay. She has a crazy ability to make things happen. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, uh, you know, that's the thing if with I Doctor Who. If I can do it, I will make it happen with my brain. Because right. I got I got Tim Burton to do Dark Shadows and have Johnny Depp play a vampire, and it was Barnabas Collins with my pure just willpower. That's willpower a power that alone. you guys need to keep an eye on her because that's a very dangerous power. <laughs> that's all I'm with great power, saying. Jessica. I understand. Yes. And it now he's doing the Night Stalker. So I mean, come on. There, there's Are you a doing crossover. The Night Stalker? He is. Really? He's doing the Night Stalker, and it's it's going to be directed and written by Edgar Wright. Nice. Oh, baby, Beautiful. I am all over that puppy. Oh. Yes, me too. I would I would let that puppy hunt my leg. Mm-hmm. I, I I literally <laughs> like when I sit down. I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a book now called The October Girl, which is sort of my own thing that I write and draw, and and in preparation for finally getting to do my own comic book project like i sat down and i watched everything that i love just to kind of like you know get your it helps me get my brain in the right gear mm-hmm. and like half of what i watch was directed by edgar wright <laughs> <'Cause it's> just, <laughs> the, the guy just knows how to tell an interesting story yep. he, just well, does. He, he knows how to combine visuals that he's learned from other people uh throughout mm-hmm growing up because the one time I got the first time second time I think I met Edgar Wright was up in Seattle when they were doing oh the, you've met Edgar Wright okay I'll just I'll <laughs> hate you now uh-uh. hey <laughs> she just totally blew any nerd cred you had out of the water didn't she <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry yeah no you uh, win no that's no. true you win uh, I'm sorry <laughs> I, won't talk, I won't I won't talk about the Simon Pegg stuff then um, yeah, okay. I'm just going to go be in the in the corner um, for the rest of this. Okay. Yeah, this last week she made me cry with Simon Pegg stories and wow. Nick Frost stories. I was just like, I hate you, Jessica. He's so mean. Well, see, now my thing is, I'm I'm like, I, I lived in L.A. for, for many years, and so I have, I have some relatively famous, famous friends, and I, I've got a bunch of pretty famous writer friends. And then, like, it doesn't phase me at all. It's whatever. They're just people to me, you know. No big deal. When I meet Doctor Who people, I turn into a raving fanboy. I, I look, there was a director on this most recent uh, series, Toby Haynes, and I met him at a Doctor Who convention in L.A., where I also am a guest. But I meet this guy in the lobby, and I just get nerd all over it. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Just, I mean, you're awesome. I love you're the best director, and I steal from you all the time. And he's like, "What do you What do you mean you steal from me?" Good like, job. I, I, I draw the comic. I'm gonna go over here now. Have a window in the back of the locker room. Well, what was you know, gonna... Yeah, sorry. This is some incredibly sorry. fantastic nerd boy on nerd boy imagery, right? Here. I, I think I was gonna that. ask. What's, I was gonna ask what's the consistency of nerd? What What's that light like getting rubbed all over you? You know? Like, uh, yeah. Well, you know, boy, it's like that a could gummy go. bear, but not. You know, there, there's no like, way this part you. of the conversation ends well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was gonna what? say when when he was up in Seattle. His he's he grew up with he's kind of like Quentin Tarantino. They they grew up with these, you know, iconic filmmakers that they just worshipped and they followed and they watched all these films. So this is a guy who stayed with all of the the people that were there to see Hot Fuzz. The double bill was Hot Fuzz after Bullet. Oh, and, wow. and cool. he stayed in the theater and watched Bullet with us because he'd never seen it on a big screen before. Cool. And so that's and and so Nick Frost and Simon Pegg went off to this baseball game, but Edgar Wright stayed to watch Bullet. <laughs> and and I'm like, this is this is my people, you know. He's he's he loves these films, and he soaks it in like a sponge, and then he puts yeah. it his own spin on it. And yeah. I think that's awesome. That's why he's so great. And. He knows retro, so I have a really good feeling in my heart. He's going to keep the Night Stalker in the 70s and um, put, make it look beautiful. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, uh, so many guys, um, uh, so many like comic book guys of my generation, um, I'll be honest, I'm 41. 
Uh, I'm 37. Guys, shut up. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm that old, but I'm saying like I'm a different the sort of the the I, I I'm I've suddenly become I had this weird conference call with somebody where in the middle of this conference call where they're talking about this project they want me to do, I realized that I wasn't the young Turk anymore. I was like the old trusty hand to draw comics, and I'm like, well, this sucks. Oh. <laughs> but anyways. Um, but you know, guys from you look uh, fantastic. So uh, it's all good. I was telling I was telling Sarah, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. Oh. And she's like, he's a he he's he's single. So ladies, dork. ladies. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> let's move on. <laughs> but, but, have so, a chihuahua. <laughs> I have a chihuahua. So, but the but the I'm desperately trying to keep this on some sort of nerdy track. Okay, wait, where was I? Okay, so so the um. Uh, but the comic book guys of my generation, like a lot of them were like, were really into Night Stalker. And I'd never seen Night Stalker. Um, and I went and, and I felt like this is back before DVDs. And I went and they put them out on VHS and I watched them. And I'm like, these are terrible. Oh. And, uh, well, hang on. You heard so, me inside. No, no, hang on. <laughs> so I, because I, 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 I was watching it wrong. Like I, I, I had been been told by so many people that this was the greatest thing ever and I needed to go see it. So, and also I watched the TV show, I watched the series and I didn't watch, I didn't watch it really in any sort of order. So, uh, another artist friend of mine was like, what are you stupid? (laughs) Like go and then watch the first one, watch the first movie. And I watched the first movie and went, Oh, I get it. And like, suddenly it all made sense. And it's like one of the most awesome things ever. But for some reason, like, I just, I don't know. I watched it wrong. It's possible to watch it wrong. And now, I mean, the idea of, of him doing a Night Soccer, that's cool. I'm I, all I think over it's that. Gonna be, I think it's going to be great because I was really worried about who they would get to do it because I'm a huge Dan Curtis nut. And sure. Curtis is the one that started that, and I I grew up with the Night Stalker. Like he was my first fake boyfriend. That was that was, <laughs> that was it was him and Doctor Who. Funnily enough, it was. Oh, okay. I grew up. I grew Tom up with Baker. Tom Baker and yeah. and Darren McGavin, and uh, so it, it's like a big deal for me that they're remaking that and doing it right. Because don't ever watch the the TV series they did a few years ago. The Stuart Townsend one. I actually yeah. did. I watched one uh, episode of it, and uh, it was you know it, it wasn't it was the really night nicely stalker. shot. It wasn't the yeah. Night it wasn't the Night Stalker, though. And they did a one thing where they superimposed Darren McGavin in one scene, and, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, they Don't did that in the pilot. Oh, That's the one I yeah, saw. Like, he's yeah. in the background at the newspaper. Yeah, it's not Which is cute. But, I mean, at a certain point. Uh, yeah. it, it, let's just say I, 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 I watched the pilot, and I haven't seen any of the other ones. So, you know. Would you say, Nothing would you against say the people like, who watched it or <laughs> who made it. Like I'm sure the people who wrote it were fabulous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I asked say? Jessica if she said it was cute, oh. like Pond Life, or uh, no, it wasn't cute, really. <laughs> I really love the Pond Life. I I really like the Pond Life stories because those are very my kind of stories. That's very similar to the kind of stuff that I write. But the thing that's distracting me about it is that I can't get I can't get my I can't not look at the fact that she's wearing a wig. It's making oh, Karen me mental. Gillen? Yeah, Karen she's wearing. She's wearing a, 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 a wig, and if that's the kind of thing that as a visual person, like, I just can't, like, take my eyes off the, the obvious wig line. But I, they're, they're cute. They're, I love those little videos. They're really, they're really cute. They're really entertaining. I, I think my thing was when I heard that they were doing a prequel series with them, I was expecting, like, five-minute-long episodes uh-huh. With story, you know, like a, a arcing story kind of thing, and they do have a storyline going on. I just thought they were going to be longer, you know, yeah. and like more detailed. But they're cute for what they are. And I guess since I, I shouldn't have got my expectation up like that because they announced this like two weeks ago, and I guess they were filming them really. Yeah, quickly. I, I I didn't even know that they were coming, but they they were really. I I really like them because I I love stories. I once <laughs> I once did. I once turned in the story, and somebody somebody reads it and goes, "You realize that this is barely a story, right? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like it's it, it's a character piece with like just enough sort of plot in there to get it." 
And I basically was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. So, so things like this, I love things like this because it actually, I, I, I think it really adds depth to the, the, the pawns. I mean, I, I really like those characters, and I think Moffat is a genius for the way he got you. Like, at first, you think, you think Rory is kind of annoying, and you almost want oh, Amy and the Doctor was... to kind of maybe hook up, or, or you don't want her to be with him because he's just such a wet noodle. And then <laughs> over like Rory, Rory the Roman, and you love him. Yeah, and then he ver- and he turns it. He turns the entire audience into Rory fans until you're like, no, she needs to be with him because he's awesome. Yeah, and- I know. I totally. I wanted to hate Rory for the longest time, yeah. and then I was like, you know what? Just I never mind. I love this man. <laughs> he, he did the exact same thing in the first episode of the new series of Sherlock, where he literally is leading the audience by the nose from, to the conclusion that he wants you to have. There's he he wants you. He's leading your emotions along, so you go through this whole set of emotions about what happens at the end, so that he and so that you are on the same page of, uh, as he is, so that when you get to the ending, that's the ending you want. And if you really sit down and watch it, I it's mean, it's br- brilliant. It's brilliant. It's like, as a writer, I'm just like, man, <laughs> I wish I would have written that. <laughs> and know? the thing that drives me nuts is he probably just, like, that just happens when he's writing. He just does it. <laughs> well, the, the planning like, that... nerd vomit. You know, <laughs> well, the planning that goes into it too. I mean, he had, he had this just the whole river song angle and all of that is just mind blowing when you realize, you know, and and Doctor Who's really good about doing these little recaps within the episode where yeah. they show this is what here's your clue that you missed, dumbass. You right. know, like here's your clue that you missed, and then <laughs> and it, it, it's like. Oh my God, he's been doing this for two seasons now, and I didn't even realize it. Oh my God. Well, but the funny thing is, it makes you wonder if everything is a clue. And so you start to develop these really convoluted (laughs) theories about what's going on. And of course, I think all my theories are great, and the fact that he didn't do it that way is so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I got, yeah, I I had trouble watching the last episode of series six of doctor who like i asked ask my friends i was like texting them like mad being like i can't watch this i can't because i'm like halfway convinced that he's actually going to kill the doctor and i i could not handle it it took me like a month to get up the courage to actually watch it that's kind of how i felt about that last episode of tenet like i i i was gonna have a hard time saying goodbye to him i i I learned it I learned this thing as, as somebody who's been watching Doctor Who so long. I learned this every time. They're like, oh, the Doctor's leaving, and this person is going to be playing the Doctor. I go, oh, that'll never work. That guy's going to suck. And then I always end up loving them, with the possible right. exception of Colin Baker. Sorry, Colin. Oh. Uh, I love him now. I love him now. And if you listen to any of the Big Finish audio stories they do, they've made the sixth Doctor really interesting. See, um, that's what I love about how the big fin I love big finish audios. Yeah, they do a they great job. Awesome. But I love how they gave Paul McGann a doctor, you know, like you got you finally found out who he was and, and gave right. him depth. And I would that's why I was so stoked when the rumor about the movie came mm-hmm. about because I was like, oh my God, they can bring back Paul McGann and <laughs> we can see the time war happen and, and see, you know, they can do all of this. And he looks the same for God's sake. Paul McGann hasn't aged really a day. Does. What's up with that? He's a time Lord. Hey, apparently I just was <laughs> noticing, like I just noticed a huge gray hair in my eyebrow and it's freaking me out. And that guy probably doesn't have a gray hair on his head. No, he looks great. They even had him decked out, like, at one of the cons over in the UK. I saw pictures of his Oh, album. yeah, I saw that. The his yeah. new outfit. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Oh, please great. do that. Please make that happen. And <laughs> the problem is, it is it'll, it'll never, ever happen. <laughs> but it would be cool. I'd be well, all for it. I know that, you know, with the 50th anniversary, they're talking about all this stuff that they're going to do for the, the series. And I would love for them to bring back all the living doctors. I mean, that's almost got to happen. 
Well, they'll do, I'm sure they'll I do would, something. I would pee myself. I really did, would. Did you see that press conference in, at that con in the UK, where, or not the, the panel, where they all were there? No. Oh, my no, God. There's that. There's footage with, okay, Tom Baker was there, Paul McGann, Peter Davidson, Sylvester McCoy, and I think Colin Baker may have been there, too. And they were all on stage together. Oh, wow. And That's it blew my freaking mind. And yet it did not disrupt the time stream. It didn't. <laughs> it, it didn't. The useful. world didn't end. Yay! The world did not end. There's that. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, the thing with the 50th anniversary is, I, like, as a fan, as a fan, I love the idea of there being, like, a, you know, the, the 11 Doctors kind of special. Yeah. You know, but as, as a creative person, like I was saying, like it's hard. It, you get that many different doctors going, like creating a story that really works for all of them. Like that's like you know the third doctors and the fifth doctors when they they did those episodes. They're fun episodes, and I love them as a viewer. But I don't know, like I like the first episode of Matt Smith's Doctor is such a great episode. It's like, can you make an episode that that's good? That's that good with all of the doctors in it. And I don't know. I'm sure Moffat could do it. If, it could pull it <laughs> if anybody off. could do it, Moffat could. It's like, that's what I was just about to say. I'm like, if anybody could do it, it would be Moffat. And, and I kind of suspect that he'll do something. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what they're I'm planning sure for the it, I'll, 50th I'm, anniversary. I'm expecting that there will at least be more than one doctor in it. I'm not sure if we'll get all of them. I, I, knowing Moffat, he'll, he'll find a really unique way to pay tribute to the 50 years of it. I mean, I, I'm not, I personally, as a viewer, um, am not expecting uh, there to be a huge multi-doctor special, but he'll do something. And whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be good. I mean, yeah, he, I, I, he's freaking Stephen Moffat. He's amazing. I mean, personally, I'm, it's like, okay, well, they have dinosaurs on a spaceship this season. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a really freaking amazing season. Yeah, it looks Absolutely. like they got given a like a double their budget kind of thing with all this stuff going on. And it, I want to know what's up with Amy like laying limp in the doctor's arms. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, and we, well know, we know the pawns are leaving. Yeah, I think I it would be a nice little twist to have Amy die. Oh and no! Yeah. Don't say that. Don't <laughs> say that. That no. I, I hope Jessica. not. I, I have to admit, I I hope not. I. I I kind of like the fact that they haven't killed any of the companions in the new show. Because um, I think, I, yeah. I, I think again, I mean, I, I, I always kind of have to look at the show both as a fan and as a creator. And as a creator, I actually really like that. I like that instead of, so traveling with the doctor, obviously one of the themes of the show is traveling with the doctor basically wrecks your life. <laughs> you yeah. know, it just does. And I find that interesting. I find I find the idea of traveling with the doctor will get you killed less interesting. Um, yeah, agree. Well, I, I, and also like I think if you're thinking from like the the point of the doctor, like if Amy Pond died, could he come back from that? Like like yeah. what would that do to the doctor as a character? It would yeah. whack him out pretty good after Donna and, and and everything. I think it would whack him out really badly. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of think they're not going to go there. I hope they're not going to go there, but they might. He is Stephen Moffat. I mean, you know, he's sort of the British version of he Joss Whedon. He likes to make people cry. Yeah, he's the British Joss Whedon. He, he and, like, he likes... Yeah. I like that. That's actually a very apt description. <laughs> he really he's the British is. Joss Whedon, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's very true. Yeah. But I think he's probably been writing television longer than Joss Whedon. I think so, too. I, it well, might be I love them and despair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, absolutely. I'm still mad that they're. I like a lot of other people. I discovered Firefly on DVD, and you, you know, you're you're watching the show, and you get to the last episode. Last episode, and you're like, "That's it? <laughs> what? Why isn't well, it so still on?" Because Fox showed the third episode first. Yeah, that probably doesn't help. And everybody was like, "Oh, what?" Uh, what's going on? Why is there a spaceship and cows? I don't get it. Right, and I and I got to see it. I got to see it in order and often with commentary track from Josh. So those but are fascinating. It's still a great show. Things. Like I, I think yeah. Fox just really likes to be dumb. That's 
pretty much the only thing I can think of. We, uh, I think we've know, established that. <laughs> I'm not sure I would go that far. You never know. I might have a TV show at Fox at some point. Uh, <laughs> and I did, I did actually, I did work a little bit on a television show that was on Fox back in the 90s, but well, very, I'm, very briefly. I, I worked very briefly on, on a show called Brimstone. <gasps> I loved Brimstone. And my, my friends, this is my favorite thing about Brimstone is, so the guys who created Brimstone, who are two friends of mine, uh, Cy Voris and Ethan Reef, they actually did the original script of Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Don Glover like, as Satan was amazing. He, and he was fabulous. I mean, he really, really was good. But so that was that we did that at Fox. So I'm not going to say anything yeah, bad about it. a Fox show. They, they did cancel it. it, and they canceled <laughs> it before they shot my episode. <laughs> so. Oh, so you're still defending them. What the heck? Because <laughs> I'm just, that's me. That's yeah. the kind of guy I am. Uh, uh, however, I, ABC, forget ABC. No, sure. Well, I think I just, yeah, you might want to be careful with that since they just picked up S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV series. Yeah, and I, I actually, I used to work for Disney, too, so. <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, really, hey, they're yeah. owned by Disney, buddy. <laughs> well, I, I think we just. Nothing good that will come from that. <laughs> I think we just got given our one-minute warning or less. Okay. Right? So I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on, and we definitely want you back because you're one of us. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're, you're, uh, you are great. And, uh, I'll come I, back anytime you guys want me. Awesome. But I'm and, not talking about True Blood. We won't talk about True Blood, I promise. Um, so do you, you have anything upcoming that you would like to uh, let everyone know about? Uh, second issue of October Girl uh, comes out on Comixology on the 4th, and there's a new Doctor Who annual that I drew a story in. Um, or it's called the Doctor Who Special 2012. I think it's either coming out within the next couple of weeks, if not already out, and that's kind of it <laughs> for now. <laughs> Thank you. Question Thank you. Thank you so much again, Sarah, Wren, and Matt. Thank you once again for coming on. And this Saturday, 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 uh, the Doctor Who (laughs) premieres. Thank you, BBC, for showing it the same day you premiered over in the UK in the States. We love you, BBC. Thank you, BBC. Yes, we do. Thank you, BBC. (laughs) And I think that's about it. Amanda, are we out of time? We are out of time, so thank you one time. Completely out of time. Thank you so much, and thank you. uh, A lot of fun. Thank you, and this has been Fangirl Radio. Thank you. Good night. Yay.